Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Lauren Laviola. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us today and sharing your story and experiences and ideas. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So... Obviously, I know you pretty well, but maybe, you know, let's see what you would like to tell us about yourself. Anything that, you know, from your background, your childhood, your education, what you do for a living, anything that makes you you. Took a while for me to get here. Um, I ended up going to college, University of Tennessee. My background there was journalism and business. I took a little stint in the hospitality industry, decided that maybe I wanted to be fluent in Spanish, so I moved to Barcelona, Spain, got certified to teach English, taught English out there for close to a year, uh, where I fell in love with the culture and even more fell in love, I would say, with hospitality. So when I came back from Spain, I got my master's degree in Chicago, Illinois at Roosevelt University, and I got that in hospitality and tourism management as well as certificates in executive leadership and event and convention planning. Uh, When I graduated, I actually graduated first in the whole school there and um, got to bring the flag across across stage and be a big part of uh, that presentation that day at the ceremony and um, went and started working for two of my professors actually at at the university, helping to run their local consulting business, doing alcohol awareness training and anything else they needed me to do. It was around that time that when working there, I met one of the founders of a national nonprofit called CORE, which stands for Children of Restaurant Employees. And I started working a second job, really just part-time in the evenings, to help them with what was supposed to be social media and the website, uh, which eventually turned into two full-time jobs for about two and a half years. I ended up doing national account um, in the the beverage world, doing consulting on that end, and then also running CORE. And that's how we met. And so I worked with CORE, eventually starting full-time there, and then as my only job, eventually, I was the executive director and then director of development uh, for that charitable organization. Um, I'm still there right now. It's been, gosh, it'll be eight years and like a week that I've been there. And my last day will actually be November 11th, and I will be moving on just to a new chapter in my life and new challenge and working with a nonprofit called Rock the Street Wall Street that will be focusing on helping high school girls with financial literacy and hopefully inspiring them to find careers in finance or comparable comparable fields. So I'm excited where that could take me. Uh, I, like I said, now I live in Nashville, and that's where that charity is based. And I'm here with my husband of two years, our two dogs, and a cat. <laughs> Oh, wow. You really covered a lot of ground in just a few minutes. Yeah, sorry um, about that. <laughs> so, so we first met years and years ago after when you were working on doing both jobs simultaneously. And that's how we got to know each other is because I was on the supplier side and you were on the marketing agency side. And you took over one of my former accounts, which was just hilarious now that we're like such good friends, like that we first met each other that way. So I'm glad that you, you 
our paths crossed in that way all those years ago. I'm really grateful for you in my life, but I really want to hear more about your passion behind the philanthropic world. I mean, you are so, you're so incredible. What you've done with CORE is amazing in those eight years. I can't imagine what you're going to do next. And you helped me with my foundation. So I really want you to kind of explain a little bit more about what CORE is and what CORE does, first of all, and then we'll get into the other two pieces. Sure. So CORE is a national nonprofit that grants support to children and families in the food and beverage service industry that are navigating life-altering circumstances. So that could be anyone working from a dishwasher to a manager, chef, bartender, server, from fast food all the way to fine dining concessions. If they have something going on in their family where either the parent or the child is diagnosed with a medical condition, someone passes away, or there's a house fire or natural disaster, they can apply for a grant. And when approved, we support financially and we pay everything on their behalf and just try to help them stay on their feet, um, you know, and pay those bills for them while they're out of work. Because most of the time when they're not working, they're not getting paid. So uh, since inception, CORE has supported close to 750 families, which is close to about 1,500 kids. On average, it's about two kids per family. That's that we've just with. incredible. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a great ride and just continuing to grow. Yeah, it's it's wonderful what you do for these families and these kids and just the industry overall, just getting the word out that it's the organization is there to help, I think is fantastic. And when I decided to start my foundation, you were a huge supporter and advocate for me and you've always just offered to help with everything. And I'm so grateful for your just your background and your experience and the fact that you're willing to like give me a part of your brain for what I'm doing means a lot, but I want to hear about what's next. This new foundation. I mean, I love what it's all about and it's definitely a need. Yeah, absolutely. I'm still, I'm going to probably be learning at the same, you know, pace that you are, but you know, I was looking around, I wasn't so sure what I was going to do next. And uh, my mom's been a math teacher my whole life. So somehow this kind of hit on all parts because it's supporting girls and young women which is something that's really important to me. Education is also very important to me. And just being a woman and not really being as financial literate myself and really understanding their mission and how important it is. And, you know, girls are just as capable as boys when they're younger. Um, They just have a lower confidence in math and we have equal scores and everything, but just not as competent. And we sort of just lose that interest in those careers And we don't have jobs in these C-suite positions. So hedge fund managers and mutual fund managers and private equity, venture capital. Um, So it's just an opportunity. Number one, the big part is it gives girls an opportunity that might be from diverse backgrounds um, that might not normally be interested in this, but also from, you know, minority populations and low income households, the opportunity to learn. So it's a program right now. I think it's in 17 schools across 15 states. And they partner with these companies and then the women in these roles come in and volunteer to teach these classes. And then from there, they get to do like a field trip to one of these big companies. And then there's a mentorship program. So being able, I'll be doing the fundraising and partner relations part of it and running that department and helping just bring in the money to, to keep this growing and hopefully change the fabric of what that industry looks like, you know, and more women getting involved. I think that's just spectacular. And you're right. I mean, financial literacy is critical to every person, obviously. But yeah, I remember learning about 
a little bit about financial literacy in grade school in the 80s, but it wasn't really a whole lot of information that was given it out. And I feel like I could have benefited from a little bit more education earlier on because, yeah, I definitely, I'm much more financial liter- financially literate now than I ever was before, clearly. But I'm kind of self-taught, you know? So yeah. I think I think what you're doing is the organization that's... A, it's going to greatly impact and benefit women all over the U.S. Absolutely. So that's exciting. So tell me a little bit about where you found your inspiration and how you discovered it. You know, I'm not like, it's funny when I found out about CORE, um, I had been, I've always been volunteering. So I lived in Chicago. I worked with a group up there, the Windy City Women's Charity Club, <laughs> the group of girls I met at my boot camp and we would go to the South side and, um, help there we'd work with the special olympics and a couple other things and you know just always trying to give back where i could and causes that meant a lot to me and when core came across as an opportunity kind of hit on everything from when i was a kid i'd use my allowance to help kids in guatemala or adopt animals or anything i could do you know to to give back you're a natural you're a natural giver yeah i think i get it from my parents you know my mom was a teacher my dad was in the medical field and just taking care of others i mean that's just where my passion is yeah. And that's what I was going to ask. Was it something that your parents promoted or was it just part of like the culture in your household? It was ingrained in you that you always help and you always give back because you are a total giver. But I think you were asking me about if it was something my parents ingrained in me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That worked. Um, so yes, I think, um, I get it from my mom, mostly the part of giving, giving way too much sometimes. And then from my father would be to the taking care of others part too. So both of them had that equal role on, but, you know, watching my mom invest in children and education her whole life and investing in us as her kids. And then my dad investing in everyone from a healthcare perspective and making sure they're, that they were okay. It's just, it's a, something I've always cared about and people's well-being and their growth and their happiness. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's awesome. Your parents did a great job. Tell your mom I said that. Thanks. We'll um, see her soon. <laughs> I'm gonna see her in a few weeks, and yeah. I'm gonna tell her myself. There you go. <laughs> um, so I want to know a little bit about um, obviously working with children with life altering situations. There can be a lot of negative experiences tied with that, and there can be a lot of sadness and heartbreak. But you are a really positive, upbeat person. So I'd love to hear. If you can, I'm sure you can give more than one, but an example of how you managed to turn a negative experience into a positive experience or positive memory. Sure. So I actually, so I grew up, I was an athlete and I played everything from soccer to tennis, basketball, softball, um, you name it. And um, I injured my knee for the first time when I was 15 years old. And since I was 15, I've had six knee surgeries. So I think that that experience, one that can be incredibly negative and hard and frustrating. Um, when I was younger in college, I tried to look at it from a different perspective and I got into personal training. I got myself certified to be a personal trainer so that I could I work. didn't know that. Yeah. I was a personal trainer from 2003 to 2005 and then also another year when I got back from Spain. So wow, I wanted to get myself back. You know, I'd lost that ability and that, that athleticism and trying to find my new normal. But then I also worked with a lot of clients that also had injuries. So trying to invest in other people that 
you know, had similar injuries like mine that didn't know how to work out and didn't really understand their body anymore. And I'm probably back there again now, you know, and trying to figure that out. But taking an experience of not being able to be a college athlete or to continue something that I was in love with. I mean, that's what I wanted to do, I thought, with my life and being able to find another way to do it and but also relate with other people that have those challenges because I can still walk and it's great and it's just different. Um, So finding ways to continue to help myself and help others with that experience. I think it's I think it's such an incredible story. And I really as much as I know about what you've gone through, especially in recent years with the knee surgeries and everything, I know it's been a very, very hard and uphill battle and you've handled it like a champ. But it's fascinating to, to learn that you actually have that certification. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I love I did. learning new things about my friends. Yeah, I have a bunch of different, I have like so many different chapters. Um, but yep, that did happen and it's expired now. But I still, if I'm in the gym, I look around and think, oh, don't do it that way don't do it. Um, and, yeah. It's like riding a bicycle, right? The memory yeah. never leaves. No, it doesn't. And then I just look at people thinking you're hurting yourself. Don't tell them. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this, I, I want to ask, cause I'll, I'll ask all my guests, if you weren't doing your current job for a living and you had no restrictions, what would you do? And I know that you're in the middle of leaving one and going to another and mm-hmm. still philanthropic, but it's, you a, it's a continue? hard question. Yep. Well, actually, my husband and I have this conversation a lot and I don't know why. I think we just both have so many interests and we could never not work. But I think my answer really would just be pretty broad. I would love to volunteer and advocate for all the different causes that are important to me um, and then pick out. We always pick out like three. Um, so to me, healthcare, criminal justice and education are really important. So to spend my time in prisons, Um, you know, working with those folks, trying to get them back into the workforce and working on changing some things around to make it um, easier for people to get back into the day to day after those experiences, Uh, working with children and maybe in after school programs, as it were, you know, in regards to education and activities. So whether it's sports or tutoring, whatever it is, Uh, and then healthcare, I think that would, I, I don't know how I could fit in there without a degree, but in some way, just finding avenues especially then this job I've learned for people to learn what's out there and what's offered to them and what's not, if that makes sense. Uh, I've learned a lot from these families and working with them and people just not knowing, not knowing how to take care of medical bills or how to read them or even who to go to and what resources are offered. So that's my broad answer. I would try to do as much as I could. um, in the areas that I'm, that I get excited about and want to be able to give back to. Wow. That's impressive. See, I would just think like I would just go like find a place <laughs> on a remote island, purchase it, and just hang out there for a bit and yep. decompress. <laughs> and then I'd figure out what I'm going to do next. But your answer shows that you're a much more evolved human than I am. No, I think, well, my other answer would be to go buy an Airbnb, not Airbnb, uh, a bed and breakfast on the coast of Spain. So oh, <laughs> I guess yeah. maybe I could do all that there. But um, yeah, in the meantime. Spain is a magnificent country. I'm oh, super jealous that you lived in Barcelona. I did. It's such I know. a fantastic city. It was. It was a great experience. Almost seems like it never happened, um, but it was wonderful. I know. I know. Well, when we lived overseas in Germany, it feels so long ago mm-hmm. and still so recent and fresh mm-hmm. in memory. But yeah, we've been here for 15 years now. It's just, it's crazy. It is crazy. But, well, so next question 
do you have any regrets? Is there anything you wish you could go back and change or something you want to change in the future based on past experiences? I think my answer is no regrets. I don't really think that way. I think that everything that has happened in my life, whether it was positive or negative or indifferent, taught me something and helped me grow into who I am today. And I'm grateful for all of it. You know, there's things that I look back and I might say, why did I do that? But it doesn't matter, right? Um, Because I can't change it. And I wouldn't maybe have met my husband or I wouldn't have, you know, been able to spend final days with my dad. There's so many different things and they each brought me to today. This is true. This is very true. I think that's the nice thing about just saying, yeah, yeah, there were things that didn't seem to go right at the time, but it's part of a path. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for it. Yeah. And I think that that's part of turning a negative into a positive too. Yeah, absolutely. You're able to live without regrets and you're able to just say, yeah, bad stuff happened, but it happens to everybody. So you either learn from it or you dwell on it and dwelling on it doesn't change it. And it certainly doesn't make it go away. No, not at all. I love your positive outlook. That's just one of my favorite things about you. Well, thank Uh, you. So what would you want anybody listening to know about Lauren Laviola, the person like if you could like give somebody a way to immediately understand you and where you're coming from. Like, what would that be? I think it's that I don't want kids. I think that, uh, that tends to be the biggest surprise, especially like running a children's charity and yes. caring so much about kids. And so when I was thinking about it, um, I don't want kids of my own and that's okay. I think that's something I want to share. It's completely that, okay. Yeah, but I get asked a lot, especially at this age now, getting to where I'm expiring, I guess is the word, or right. or whatever it is. Um, well, and being married for a couple of years, like this yep. is usually when people start, you know, going yep. to the hospital to have some babies. Yep. So I would love for you to like elaborate on that a little bit more because I know that it's a sensitive issue and you do get a lot of advice that's unsolicited mm-hmm. from I do. parents and non-parents alike. Yep. Um, it's tough. It's um, I've heard it all. So if you could say a reason, um, it's something that I've always known and people asking you all the time, just, it's not that I don't think about it. It's not that I don't question it a lot. Um, it's just that answer always comes back to that's not what I want. And I, there's not really one reason I can't give just one. Um, I like what I have. I like being able to be an aunt um, to be, the quote unquote aunt to friends, kids and to have one I want him. And I think by not having my own, I can give more of myself to more kids. I think that's what I really care about is I want to invest and give my time to as many kids as I can. And I do everything 150%. So I think if I was a parent, I'd I'd do it 150%. And um, yeah, I think I I just, my husband and I are on the same page and that's a big and important thing for people to understand too. I I agree with you completely. I feel like there's, there's shaming if you choose not to have kids there's shaming if you choose to have one kid Uh there's shaming if you choose to have three or more kids yep and the second you pop out that first one everybody asks you about number two and I I really understand where you're coming from I never wanted kids Mm -hmm. when I was younger it took me well into my 30s to realize that okay maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world of course, I can't imagine my life without them now, but mm-hmm. the second I had one, everybody was asking about number two. And I'm like, sweet God, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I was high risk because I was 35 when the first one was born. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah so no, I, I mean, I think that people I've... need to know that. I think it's something that we don't think because it's just a question that 
everyone asks. And I don't even know if people genuinely care. No, it might but, be more of a conversation it is. starter. It definitely is. Because yeah, people can sometimes use kids to make use their kids and their stories about their kids and their experiences as parents to kind of build a relationship with a total stranger. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a tactic used in business. Yeah. We see that a lot. You start it by asking how the kids are. Well, it's like, how's the weather on a conference call when you're waiting, you know? Um, but I also right. want people to know that that does not mean that I have anything against anyone who chooses to be a parent because I have more admiration and respect for that job because it is a job then I can even put into words. Um, It is not an easy thing to do. And it was not an easy decision to make um, as knowing that that's not going to be a part of my life. Um, But it's just a personal choice. And some people aren't able to have them. So sorry, I'm using your your podcast kind of as a platform, but you just never know. You never know why someone has or doesn't have them. And I just think it's one of those conversations we get so used to, but maybe starting to change that conversation a little bit and um, letting people just choose the path they choose to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think I think it's important that you that you explained all of this because it is very personal to you. And it is kind of a violation when people question you a little further than is socially acceptable because Mm -hmm. it is your choice. It doesn't affect them. And I admire the way that you manage the question, because I know you get asked a lot. But I also admire your response to it because to each their own. And I, I love that you give so much to every child you encounter. I I get it. You are a barrel full of love. I totally understand. You are. Well, thank you. you. I do love those little nuggets. I am Aunt Lala. That is my name. It is how they know me. And now they're getting old enough that they call me Lauren or Lavi. And it's weird, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch them grow. I, I love getting to buy them books and invest in them all in different ways and and, and all their hobbies. So yeah, enjoy it. Oh my gosh. No, it's fantastic. So if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about either CORE or your new organization that you're going to, how can they reach you? Well, for CORE, if you want to check it out just in general, um, and Christy, you are an ambassador and thank you so much for that. And the ambassador program is our national um, volunteer program. So it's CORE Gives, that's CORE, like an Apple CORE, and then the word gives, G-I-V-E-S dot org. Um, you can find out about the new one to shoot me an email. I'm totally not into that role yet, um, but my email is just my first initial and my last name. So it's Laviola, which is L-A-V-I-O-L-A, and that's at gmail.com. Uh, find me on LinkedIn by my name. Uh, add me there. Ask a question. I'd, I'd love to connect with, you know, with more people. Networking is like my favorite pastime. Yeah. No, and you're great at it. You're a social butterfly completely. People can't not love you when they meet you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being my guest and for talking through all of these questions. And I loved learning so much about my friend that I've known so long, but getting to know you a little bit better. I love it. No, and thank you so much for having me. And yeah, no, it's always exciting. So I look forward to being a part of Witty as it continues to grow in your organization and um, watching us be able to give back to women in a different way than, than my new job. I know. And thank you so much for continuing to be a part of the witty family. It just, it means so much to me. It wouldn't be witty if you weren't part of it. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm excited. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, mixing up the mainstream. <laughs>